0: experience. So if you're thinking of learning a foreign language and you're really motivated you should go ahead and check out the link below in the description uh, to this YouTube video or if you're listening on the podcast in the show notes because there you're gonna find my link to italki which is a website with which I have found so many language tutors over the years they have over 110 different languages there and you can take the classes via Skype that's what I did one on one to learn languages like Russian I've also learned Ukrainian using teachers that I found on italki and there they also have a function called italki classroom where you can actually take them outside of Skype there's actually a classroom feature that they've added to the service that's a great platform you also get $10 credit if you go through my special link below there in description gets you started on Taking your first class is going to be one-to-one tuition. That's what I use and that's what I found to be really effective over the year in all the languages I've been learning like French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Russian, Ukrainian, Romanian and lots more. So best of luck. Go check it out. So welcome back everybody. Whether you're watching me here on YouTube or you are listening to me on the podcast I'm Connor Klein. This is the Zara Experience Video Podcast, and in this episode, we're going to be going into my travel story here in East, in the East of Europe, the real raw East of Europe. Greetings, sim is is Adješin. I'm speaking to you from Park Istanbul. Well, Istanbul Park or Park Istanbula in Odessa, Ukraine on the shores of the Black Sea and this city is really relevant to my travel story because this is one of the cities that I first came to on my travels around Eastern Europe on that very first trip so the purpose of this podcast series is something that actually you asked me for because um, you thought that a longer format would allow me to go in a little bit more detail with you guys than I can in a short YouTube video where I really try to pump out that advice or a travel vlog where I'm trying to give you a sense of the atmosphere and what you can expect uh, to experience if you come uh, to Eastern Europe like countries like Ukraine, Belarus, uh, Russia, the Baltics, Romania, maybe Serbia, uh, Moldova, these kind of countries. So I put out a Poll on my social media, and you overwhelmingly voted for this type of format. It's still in, you know, the early stages. I think this is episode four. Um, I did divide up some of them uh, into two parts, like this episode. So definitely give me your feedback. Uh, write me comments. Let me know what you would like to hear me speak about more in this longer kind of storytelling format Uh, the reason I'm doing it the reason I think it's of a lot of value uh, to you guys out there is because I underwent a certain process that maybe you're also going through uh, at the moment you know you maybe you're living in North America or Latin America or Western Europe or Africa Asia or somewhere outside the region and you're considering to travel here um, to have a basically a big adventure and I went through those adventures myself, and a lot of things went really well, and other things went really, really badly. So, I want you to learn from my experiences and apply that knowledge uh, when you decide to come here uh, to the east of Europe. So, a little bit more about myself. I know in the other Uh, episodes of the podcast I've gone a little bit more into detail uh, about my background so I'm my name is Connor of course it's a very Irish name I don't have a very Irish accent even though I was born on the west coast of Ireland and that's actually where I went to university first I did take advantage of um, the opportunity to study abroad, so I went to study uh, in France, that's where actually where my first foreign language, French, I went into that in episode two of the podcast and that whole experience about learning languages and then I actually went on to study in the Netherlands, Italy and United States, um, I'm a lawyer by profession, that's what I qualified as and I actually studied international relations in the United States, so I have this kind of dual background in both law and international relations now i have been traveling like I, I described in episode two i went to france on erasmus which is an exchange program and that was my first time living abroad for a considerable amount of time it was one year long so i had already lived abroad i'd done that then i went to studies. i said in the netherlands and in italy for going to the us so i had taken obviously a lot of opportunities to travel uh, when i was studying in these different countries so i really knew Western Europe and North America we'll say and Latin America I travel to a little bit as well really well and a lot of you probably are able to relate to that because you've probably already gone on trips to uh, Europe and like everybody that first trip I took after my Erasmus year I actually went to Italy um, on the classic tour of Venice, uh, Rome and Florence I did go then down to Greece to some islands it's very classical and at the time I was a student so I didn't have. Um, that much money uh, so I actually backpacked and I stayed in hostels um, and I did things a lot cheaper than I would today necessarily. Uh, that's not really how I travel now- nowadays, uh, I don't stay in youth hostels as you probably know if you've read any of the articles on my uh, website um, www.zarexperience.com uh, because I want to have a more local experience. But probably if you've started out traveling you've probably done all those things yourself uh, or you're planning to do them and that's actually what I did as well when I started traveling and they were a fantastic experience for that stage of my travel development. So I had traveled of course across Western Europe, most of the countries there, also to Central Europe a little bit, so I went to Prague for the first time, Uh, of course this is a huge destination for a lot of you to travel to today, a beautiful city and it was pretty easy to travel those countries because in general a lot of people spoke English. I did very touristic things. Uh, so I went um, to, I was able to stay in Utah a lot of times, so people spoke English there. And I did speak some of the uh, Western European languages uh, a little bit, anyways, at that point. So I was able to use them when I got stuck. So it was relatively a comfortable travel experience. Now, Obviously Eastern Europe is a completely different kettle of fish and when I was uh, studying at, um, in the US in grad school at Johns Hopkins University at SAIS uh, I actually specialized in the former Soviet Union and it's called, they had renamed it the new Eurasia at the time so I was studying a lot about the politics um, and the history of the former Soviet Union I was really interested in it. I actually took a semester of Russian. I was actually the worst student in the class, I didn't learn very much. Uh, but I did really um, learn a lot about the history of the, of the region and that was really what I thought would be really valuable and, in terms of traveling uh, here in the real east of, of Europe when I got around to it a couple of years later. So I returned to uh, work in Brussels as a lawyer actually, I was working in an international law firm. And later on i worked at the european commission and i went into a little bit of that in one of the previous episodes you know i was really motivated to travel around um, central europe and actually see all the different member states of the european union because i had colleagues from those countries so i thought it'd be really uh, valuable to have at least visited everybody's country once if you have them as colleagues but again that's all pretty easy to navigate as a traveler or a tourist because it's so well set up for tourists you know you're not gonna have a problem with the language you know the tourist infrastructure is there I mean things are very well organized um, relative so I was really I guess um, curious about going to Eastern Europe but I didn't really understand what the differences were going to be and eventually I basically traveled to St. Petersburg with my German girlfriend at the time Uh, she had a fear of flying so we had to go everywhere over land gonna love that I bring this up on uh, my podcast many years later and uh, we had a a great time she actually looked very Russian and everyone was surprised when um, she wouldn't actually reply in Russian and I would try to reply but my Russian skills were really basic I mean I could just say a few pleasantries ask for things the survival Russians what basically I had now we have planned to go to Crimea together in Ukraine the following year At the time that was obviously had not been annexed by Russia Um, and we were really motivated to do that because in part it was visa-free to travel to Ukraine, well Russia it's always a bit of a hassle you have to go get a visa, I know a lot of you might have gone to the World Cup where they had a derogation for that so you took advantage but normally it's just a lot of hassle and I have other videos you should go and check out on the channel about getting visas in the region like Belarus that's just been liberalized actually uh, this week when I'm filming it's actually going to be 30 days visa-free now. Uh, After I complained again, it seems like every time I make a video about about going to Belarus and complain about visas and stuff uh President uh, Lukashenko then changes the law like the next week Uh, it's not the first time he's done it so I wonder am I really having influence uh, on the the president or someone in his office I don't know well that would be great that I'm able to help you make life simpler for everybody if I moan here on my YouTube channel. So we were gonna go back there and I was really excited Um, of course I travel as a couple so again it's a little bit um, less uh, I guess lonely because you're obviously with someone all the time. and uh, unfortunately we actually broke up before going on this trip to um, Crimea. So we're going to take a train all the way through Poland, uh, down through Ukraine and then go to Crimea, obviously that's the peninsula in the Black Sea and then travel up here to Odessa, Ukraine and then on uh, onwards to other destinations that we were really interested in traveling to. Now we broke up and I didn't really have a plan so I said uh, yeah I might as well still go to could still go to Ukraine could still go to Crimea uh, because that's just like what I've been planning to do anyway so I was going to do a solo trip now I had done solo trips before and many of you probably have uh, I, my preference is also travel with a really good friend who I'll enjoy traveling with I don't feel like I want a travel buddy necessarily I really don't like that concept if I'm not going to hang around the person and appreciate their time in general I don't really want to be stuck on a trip with them uh, for several weeks for sure so that's not my style so I wasn't really worried about traveling on my own I'd done it many times before I had no problem meeting people on the way Um, so then I arrived in Eastern Poland to do this trip and I was going to go all the way for three weeks through Ukraine I was going to be able to fly this time because I wasn't with my ex-girlfriend and then on into Moldova, through the the Balkans, basically was my was my another area of interest for me. So I was really excited, I was going there. I'd actually uh, thought, okay, my I speak a little bit of Russian, it's going to be great. And I remember actually the first day um, arriving in Lviv, and it was complete culture shock. I mean, it's the first time I think I'd ever experienced it. I was completely lost. I couldn't read properly, like. Even though I thought I knew the alphabet, uh, I wasn't used to reading in Russian or Ukrainian because Lviv, actually, they speak Ukrainian and uh, not Russian there uh, in everyday life. So it was even harder again because I didn't even speak the language of that particular city. and I was trying to speak in a second language uh, with the people there and it was so hard. I, man, I was messing everything up. I was sitting in my own. It was really like... Uh, difficult, and it wasn't just the languages. Actually, I've been lured into a false sense of security uh, a little bit because I had studied the history and the politics so much. I thought that I would understand the countries, and it turned out that was a huge mistake on my part because understanding the history and the politics is good, of course, better than nothing, but uh, it left me completely unprepared for actually how things operate on a daily basis in Eastern Europe and you know what local people how they interact with each other all this stuff I had of course um, previously dated some Russian-speaking girls in Brussels where I was was working as a lawyer and in Washington DC where I had studied but in hindsight they were actually pretty westernized or they had you know tried to integrate to where they were living and where they were studying Uh, so that then maybe you know I didn't really appreciate what it's like to meet local people actually in a country like Ukraine Uh, A lot of crazy things happened to me on that trip, it was a real whirlwind, I'll be honest, and uh, I'll actually go into those uh, more in future episodes of the podcast, I think there's a lot of really great interesting stories for you guys to listen to. So well done and congratulations on getting this far in the podcast, I see you're still with me and actually this one I've decided to split into two parts, so this is the end of part one of my travel story, as you can see I am still here in Odessa, Ukraine, Uh, it's late evening getting close to sunset here so before you go if you're not subscribed to the channel then go ahead and just press that red subscribe button and whack the notification bell beside it so that you get notified whenever I have a new video uploaded here on YouTube and if you're listening to the podcast then make sure you're subscribed to that as well and give it a big thumbs up if you've been enjoying it so far always great when you help the channel out and yeah next week I'm back and you can watch the second half of this podcast episode where i outline my travel story and what brought me to this city in particular so looking forward to seeing all your smiling faces or all your attentive ears if you're listening to this on the podcast on soundcloud or on youtube or on itunes so see you next week sar experience